This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Morning, everyone. How are we doing today? It is November 14th. It is 7.30 in the morning Pacific, and that means it is time for your daily financial news. And on Saturdays, markets are closed. Generally speaking, we're going to look back at the week we just had, but more importantly, talk about what I see coming next week, which will be probably market moving, things you and I should be paying attention to. Uh, we'll look at it Monday through Friday. I think there's a couple of uh, very critical earnings announcements that will both reflect on the stock market, but for me, really tell us what's going on with the consumer. If you don't know what One Rental at a Time channel is all about, it's about creating original content for you. It's about being a little bit better every day for me. And of course, it's about talking what about was really going on. I'm not here to create clickbait Headers, which I'm seeing more and more from some of the big channels, it frustrates me. I suspect it frustrates you. So I won't be doing that. We'll be talking about what is really going on. Uh, today's Saturday, so if you don't know what that means, it means I give you an hour of my time at 8 a.m. to answer your questions, and we just go through them until the hour is up or the questions are exhausted. I have a lot of seated questions already that I'll just give you a taste of. Um, one is, did the Fed cause the housing bubble? Uh, what to do with deposits for tenants that leave? Uh, there, are you saying it's a good time to buy? What about a 1031 exchange? Is it time to hoard cash? Talk about Rocket Mortgage versus Countrywide. Uh, and then what are your thoughts on building a rental portfolio in three to five years of over 100 units? So lots of stuff there. That, those sets of questions... Probably will take me 15, maybe 18 minutes. And then what we will do from there is I will just take questions from the whoever attends. Uh, again, let's see who joins. Let's have some fun. And again, let's, let's both just get a little bit better every day. So again, 8 a.m., that will start live. I will do that from my computer. So the video quality will be a little bit less, but it allows me to control the real estate far better. So when I look at the week in review, uh, what we just completed, I think it, it's the week that we've been looking for since March. Uh, we've been going through this uh, once-in-a-lifetime event together. Uh, we've had some interesting times. Uh, I think what happened on Monday, and again, if you're not familiar with what happened on Monday, go ahead and look at that the, the news from that day, the daily financial news. We basically got some good information uh, from Pfizer and BioNTech about a vaccine that is coming. Uh, there's Lots of discussion about when, distribution, who will take it. All of that stuff will be worked out. But for me, it was that flicker of a light. We now aren't in darkness. And we do, you know, before, we didn't know how long the darkness would last. And everybody's opinion was relevant because it's our first pandemic together. I think Monday turned on a light. I think there's generally an opinion, you know, is it, February, is it June? It's sometime likely in that time frame. 
where we can truly start to get back to normal. And again, I believe that uptick of back to normal, I believe it's going to be more like the roaring 20s as opposed to Great Depression 2.0. Call me an optimist. Call me an idiot. It's my opinion. I really see a good setup for the next four to five years. We certainly have dislocations. We certainly have technology issues that will create automation and artificial intelligence and all of that. Uh, but I think we're not appreciating the uniqueness of our system. And again, I generally come down on the side of hope versus fear. So that's, if you know, you know anything about me, that's, that's kind of who I am. So again, reason to be hopeful. Uh, I think there's a couple of things that we started to tease out that I told you would be coming. First was the question, did banks over-reserve? Remember way back when, when we saw record reserves set aside in Q2, I said, you know, we're going to find out sometime this year if they've over-reserved or under-reserved. And I think at this point, there's a general feeling that at least the best execution arms, maybe it's uh, JP Morgan who really locked down new loans, maybe some have over-reserved which will be a wind at their back next year. I still think some are under-reserved. I think there are still some that are going to feel some real pain. But I think as an industry, some are over-reserved. And I don't think we would have said that one or two weeks ago because we just didn't know how long this would go. We've also seen, if you are a stock trader, if you are in the market, you have started to see what people likely will call the great rotation, right? where you're leaving the big five, the big six, six tech stocks who have had amazing growth, kind of the perfect storm of, you know, everybody's ordering from Amazon, everybody's on Facebook, just all of these things. And now there is or will be for the foreseeable future, you know, the reopening trade. What public companies are going to be stronger coming out of this? Uh, I believe this reopening trade will take months, if not quarters to unwind. And it's all about that positive momentum that I see occurring in 2021 that should take us years into the future. Uh, I think there's, I don't know, uh, a general agreement that no stimulus is coming. Uh, I have seen no movements or cracks in the, the system. And really, I, right or wrong, I believe it is on Nancy Pelosi's shoulders. I think uh, Mitch McConnell in the Senate has been very clear. They have no appetite for something bigger than five or six hundred billion dollars. I still think it's a shame. There's general agreement across the board for three or four things. And then once, you know, you add in aid for states and some other big two point two trillion dollar things, it's like, nope, not going anywhere. So the only hope we have is a skinny deal. Uh, I don't see that going anywhere. And uh, that means many Americans are going to suffer in Q4. We, we've got some dark days ahead, uh, but again, the future, I think, looks bright, but that doesn't minimize the pain that many of us will feel. Uh, again, the week ahead for me, when I look at it, there's kind of all the earnings, which I'll go through in a minute, but really it's about shutdowns. It is about shutdowns. Uh, we've already seen Oregon come out and issue a two-week freeze. I just heard this morning that New Mexico is doing it as well. Uh, I think we are going to see more governors institute freezes. Uh, and I expect good old Gavin Newsom to do the same thing in California shortly, uh, which is really interesting. I don't know if you caught this, 
but Gavin is a do as I say, not as I do kind of guy. He just went to a, uh, a party uh, with a bunch of people that, uh, uh, you know, he would have frowned upon if we did it. But of course, it's OK for him. And oh, by the way, it just happened to be at the most expensive restaurant in California. So, you know, must be nice to be rich and powerful. Just, you know, classic Gavin. Do as I, uh, do as I say, not as I do. Man, he annoys me. Oh, I wonder what it takes to run for governor in California. I got to look that up. He's very annoying. Uh, national retailers and big tech, they are the key for next week. And again, uh, next week, it's going to be what's the consumer doing? So Monday, it's all tech. It's Palo Alto Networks. Uh, I expect them to have a blowout quarter. They're in the security space. And, um, you know, I expect them to have a blowout quarter. Uh, they are, they're growing like gangbusters. And again, work from home really should be a driver for security stocks. Uh, and I do expect Palo Alto Networks to have a blowout quarter. Tuesday, it's the retailers. And this is going to start to tell us something. It, but be careful the retailers are going to report last quarter. I'm not really interested in last quarter. I expect last quarter to be record-breaking and the beat on the top and the beat on the bottom line. I don't care about that. I want to know what they're saying about the future. We got Walmart, Kohl's, and Home Depot. Which one of those three or all of them are going to talk about the next quarter? I believe Walmart is the most important. Walmart, I've been... To Walmart's headquarters and their investment in technology is amazing. If they wanted to, they could start talking about, you know, uh, transactions by day, by size, by customer, by area, and they really could give us data if they choose if they chose to about what is already happening in November, for example. They don't have to, right? They're only talking about last quarter, but if they wanted to, they could tell us about November and really scare the bejesus out of Congress, because I think it's already starting to slow down. So it'll be interesting. Home Depot, obviously, you know, people are still investing in homes and painting and doing all these new things, so I expect it to be a pretty big quarter. Wednesday, we've got three uh, retailers and a tech name. Uh, we got Target, Lowe's, and TJX. I think TJX kind of relies on brick and mortar. It's a discount retailer. That business model, I think, will be different post-crisis, so I think they're going to be in trouble, but I think Lowe's and Target will once again blow it out. Target, like Walmart, has an impressive investment in technology. I've been there as well, and if they wanted, they could do the same thing, right? Same store sales November 1st through 10th, for example, because uh, I do think Q4 is slowing down. The consumer savings is being eaten up, and um, it's going to be a rough Q4. Uh, and then the tech name is NVIDIA. I expect NVIDIA to keep crushing it. I think NVIDIA's win is Intel's loss. Uh, so again, I think that's just a trend that is uh, investable. Thursday, of course, we have new claims. We're going to talk to Jonathan Twomley again. We'll see if new claims pick up. Uh, but we also have Macy's, again, an old retailer in trouble, I think. And uh, Workday. Workday is one of those cloud stocks, software stocks. So it will be interesting to see if those keep moving forward. Uh, and then Friday is Foot Locker, again, a retailer, all of those things. So in the end, I think last week was hopefully the start of a better future. Next week is, you know, kind of at a minimum validation that Q3 was good. My hope is some of these retailers talk about Q4. I don't think they will, 
I mean, why would you kind of dampen your stocks? But my hope is they do. Uh, my hope Walmart and Target specifically talk about what they're seeing in Q4. Uh, and we'll see if anybody gives Q4 guidance and maybe even 2021 guidance. So those are important things. Again, thank you for watching. If you like actual financial news, do me a favor, give me a thumbs up and also subscribe. We are going to be doing this every day. I'm not going to feed some YouTube algorithm and try to create fake headlines. We're going to, I'm going to put in the headlines what I'm going to talk about, and we'll just keep moving forward. I'm going to do these live, so hey, if I stumble, if I say um, my dog barks, I'm sorry. Uh, but it's important for me to get this out, be a little bit better, and I will talk to you in about 18 minutes uh, for hopefully an hour. All right, everybody, take care. Bye-bye.